You're listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. It's the season finale. Um, the three teams, they all built some stuff. And one of them won, and two of them didn't win. And we all had a great time watching it. At least I did. And I'm pretty sure you guys did. But please confirm <laughs> once I finish this sentence. Obviously, this was a lot of fun. I always love the finale build because we just see, like, the biggest and best of the whole season, and it's amazing. This finale was 28 hours, which I think is about the same time it usually is. And we got three super different builds. I think Max made a comment that kind of sums it up pretty neatly in that Nick and Jean kind of had the aesthetics and Alex and Caleb kind of had the storytelling and then Henry and Joss kind of had the technical ability. So it was really interesting how different they all were in their own field. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's probably a pretty good way to sum it up. Whereas Joss and Henry's was like an action scene from Mm. a movie. Um, Caleb and Alex was like kids playing in a backyard, which was awesome and i definitely love that idea and then nick and jeans was a much more artistic artistic view so it was it was really cool to see three very different types of builds one thing i did notice was that uh they they said there were 200 guests who came in to cast a vote which is obviously where this delta test comes in that they've been going on about all season um but brickman only had 100 votes and i thought previously the voting split was 50 50 whereas that only gives Brickman a third of the votes. So I wonder what that's about. Yeah, and I think it actually comes into being like a real tactical sort of build now as well, because if you know that you've got 200 kids coming in which are each casting a vote, do you try and build something a little bit more fun and interactive Mm. like what Caleb and Alex did? And it'd be interesting to see whether that was their thinking with it. Obviously, it's something they wanted to build and whether that, at the end of the day, played a role in, in the final result. Something else I noticed... Uh, overall until pretty close to the end was that at one point no one seemed to be using any mechanics and I was like that's weird like I feel like people normally kind of go all out but then obviously Henry and Joss and Nick and Jean did end up adding those in sort of towards the end but for a minute there I was like are we really gonna have no mechanisms let's go to Nick and Jean who came third and they did the troll under a bridge so they had like the shepherd trying to get their flock across the bridge to the other side the greener pastures with the troll stopping them in the way thoughts on this I think the the juxtaposition of colors which is obviously what they're they're going for um, I think potentially they could have gone a little bit harder on the green and the sort of lush nature on the on the mm. right hand side, um, but I really do love the use of colours um, in this build. And I think what they were going for was, you know, they want it to look like a, a piece of art at the end of the day. Um, of course, they probably could have had as many extra hours as as they wanted, as as could all teams. Um, and they still, you know, may or may not be happy with the with the end result. But I I think by the end of it, they should be pretty proud of what they achieved. With, you know, not only the amount of bricks they laid down, but the story <laughs> that that it told. Yeah, I feel like the windmill that they added on that lush side really elevated it in the end. So I think that was a good decision. One thing I didn't like, and this is purely a personal <laughs> opinion, but like. I just couldn't get around the fact that the sides and the back of the build were flat, like the terrain just kind of like stopped and it was flat sides, which was obviously like a choice and 
it's completely fair to do it that way. But I, once I saw those flat sides, I was like, oh, I, I can't unsee that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can see where you're coming from. I, I don't mind it because I feel like it frames the build a little bit. I mean, if they potentially, do you think it may have been a bit different if they say had done done those sides in black? So it was super obvious that it was an edging. I don't know. I think I just would have liked if they just continued like that kind of rock face look rather than it being like straight, flat, shiny bricks. But that's also because because that's also I'm thinking of it as if I'm walking in there and say I walk to the back of it, that's, that's really jarring to me. But I think it makes sense that that's how they frame it as well. It's literally just a personal <laughs> a personal pride. <laughs> I guess it was specifically designed to be looked at kind of like from from that one angle. Yeah. So I just needed to clarify. I'm looking back at a picture of it now. So the troll lives under the bridge and has come up top to do an attack. Mm-hmm. He's attacking some humans on the on the dark color side. And then there's another human on the bright color side who's also shooting the humans. Or no, is no. he shooting the troll, <laughs> but in shooting. which case but he's already on that side? Like why is he on the side that the other humans are trying to get to? He's shooting the troll. Did, so he's shooting the troll. So that's why the they trolls. had that whole bit about like the, the positioning position. of the archer. Because, well, that's kind of what I figured. But why is he on that side? Why isn't he, isn't he with his mates in the army fighting the troll? Like he's is he on the – like because the, the – well, I'm confused. Where do the humans live? Are they on the bad side or the good side? No, I just assumed that these guys don't know each other and he's like a random guy from this nice lush village that's seen them trying to cross and this is coming to help. Oh, that's that's my understanding. I think there's a, probably a couple things which I think would make the story a little bit clearer from in my eyes and I am by no means... An expert, but I think what would have helped me understand the story, and it's really challenging because we're only seeing a few different angles of it. Yeah, and yeah. so when you're there, it's probably a lot different because this is this is don't, don't forget this build would actually be huge in real mm. life, like it would be massive. But I think I would have loved to have seen a few more sheep and maybe like sheep scattered throughout the forest because yeah. I know the angle we're looking at it from, you they're sort of hidden by a lot of the a lot of the trees, and that's probably different when you're there in person. And maybe just honestly, a troll that is. I know people say double. I reckon three times the size. I reckon <laughs> make this troll huge, and maybe even just like bursting through the bridge. I don't know. But it pro- probably definitely doesn't fit in with the with, with the theme of what, where they're going. But um, I think at the end of the day, they should be really proud, and it's a pretty pretty cool final build to, to end with. Yeah, it kind of feels like it's the, it's the culmination of, of everything they they worked on. You know, they got they've got color theory in there. They've really worked on their composition. They've done themselves proud. Nicely done, guys. Let's go to Alex and Caleb who came second with their mini fig tree village. So they had like the tree trunk with the mini figs taking items from the family home to like build their own city. I love how this ended up. When they were building that tree initially and they sort of did the hole in the tree and then kind of kept going, I was like, guys, that hole's tiny. Like how are you going to fit a whole village in it? And then I was like, mm, I'm really concerned, like if that's meant to be the whole focus point. But once they built out all around the front and around the tree, I was like, okay, I get it. I'm into it. I love it. Yeah, I think this is definitely the most fun idea in the room. And I certainly vibe with it as well. I do love the idea of, of minifigs taking stuff over. Sorry. And that's really cool. And on a side note, I think that 
Caleb may have produced his best character for last. Not the squirrel, but the dog in the kennel. So good, hey. I think he should be really proud of that. And I think that's probably my favourite piece in there. Uh, probably tied with the uh, the clock tower watch. Mm, there were so many funny little stories in this that I loved. Obviously, like the iPhone cinema and like stealing the Rubik's Cube and all those things were quite funny. But honestly, that squirrel that they added in just got me like... All the little stories they had around it, like luring the squirrel in. They had like someone sitting in the birdhouse with like an acorn coming off a fishing line to try and get it in. They had like the minifigs with these tiny little nets. Like the whole thing was just so funny. I just loved it. And I thought they got all the scale and everything right and all the colours. 100%. And I think, and again, you're such a finite period of time. I think the only thing, the only two things I potentially would have loved to have seen, which I think honestly could have very well tipped them over the edge and got them the win. Um, maybe like a second colour through the tree. Because, mm. I mean, one thing I, one thing I certainly learned on the show was y- you can add different colours in, like just a darker shade of brown just to give it like that wood grainy look. Yeah, mm. a bit more texture. Yeah, just a little bit more. But I think it still looked great at the end of the day, so I'm certainly not disputing that. And then maybe just a little bit more like landscaping on the ground yeah. as well. Just to give it like an undulating look, I think. Um, but I think compositionally they actually did really well on a huge base plate and the way they set everything out. Because if you actually look at the photo, you can see every single component mm-hmm. of it. And I love the way that Brickman described the hole in the tree as kind of being like a second higher up base plate. I think that's exactly what they did in it. It was a really cool way to make sure that there was some visual interest in every part of the build, not just the floor, and then a big tree trunk and some stuff from the branches. Like having that little peak inside and the way they set that up, I thought was re- was really smart. Yeah, and it's certainly a build where they can continue to add stuff to it. Like you could, <laughs> yeah. people could sit there for, for hours and days and weeks on end and still just continue to add little stories in it. And it would be an awesome build for you just to bring to it, you know, just at any Lego convention where people would just get lost in it for for hours on end. One last thing I did really love that I forgot to mention was just outside the dog kennel, they had a minifig <laughs> painting a photo of the dog, like painting the dog. It's just so good. That I'm just zooming in on this photo, <laughs> yeah. looking at all the details. I'm like, they've put so much in there. It's definitely the one that you would hang around at the most. Like you'd spend the most time looking at that in the room, I reckon. Yeah, and don't forget the uh, the headphone speakers that the minifigs are using as well in front of the iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> Although, just quick comment, quick side note, they are watching a black screen, so... Oh. Maybe the movie's just about to start. Yeah. Lastly, we have our winners of this season of Lego Masters, Henry and Joss, with their kaiju monster fighting the mecha crab. Obviously, this was just insane. I'm so proud of them. Okay, get ready to bleep me out here because this kaiju is f***ing sick. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty accurate recap. Yeah, like that is is how I would describe it. It is the coolest thing I think I've ever seen built on this show. That's a massive call. I know it's a massive call. I don't disagree, but it's a massive call. You know, it's like Henry and Cade's... Poseidon on absolute steroids. Mm. It's like they've they've shot him through a, you know, like a gamma ray, <laughs> whatever you call it, and out come, out of the water comes this giant, huge kaiju with a big purple underbelly, massive armor, fighting a giant orange crab. Like I I just think they, I don't think they could have done any better if they 
if they had any, any extra time, I think they they nailed it. it. Isn't it crazy to look at that and realize that it's Lego? Like that is not Lego, surely. Like how does it make that shape? <laughs> yeah, and I think Brickman hit the nail on the head when he told told Henry and Dross that you know their trick is to build monsters, but their trick in the finale was to build the best mm. monster the show's ever seen. And I think, honestly, I've seen a few from around the world. I'm not sure there would be any around the world that would come close oh, wow. to this. I think this is as good a build as I think we'll ever see on the show. There you go, folks. Had heard it there first. <laughs> the best bu- Let's just cancel any further future seasons. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I can't really say I disagree, though, because it's, it's not just the kaiju which is phenomenally executed. It's the way it's coming out of the mm. water it's the way they manage to get like the best looking lego water that isn't the lego movie it's the way the bridge is like deformed at each end and there's like drones flying around as well and it's the way the crab itself would be like a winning build if it was just the crab every single part of this is just far and away the coolest thing i've ever seen and also i like the little dude in the boat <laughs> the positioning of both the creatures actually is crazy and like you said that the way they've done the water is so amazing like there's so much like movement and texture to it which is crazy to do with lego and even just the way that they've like submerged those shipping containers and like you said like the ends of the bridge is sort of coming off like every detail is just perfect my one note my one note and again it's a personal (laughs) opinion which most people probably disagree with I didn't love the like gray and yellow color of it. I did think it was really interesting that Joss said he was choosing those colors based on the availability of bricks, which isn't really like a strategy we've heard before. I'm sure people have definitely done it, but I thought that was really interesting. Love the lavender underneath, love the blue, but that gray and like yellowy color just doesn't do it for me. I kind of wish it had been like not black, but like maybe that really dark gray and black throughout it but that's that's purely that's purely like I don't like that color like no matter how they built it I wouldn't have liked that (laughs) color being used so don't take it to heart Henry and Joss that's literally my only point I like it sorry Zoe (laughs) I wanted to back you up but I I can't lie to my to my podcast fans yeah I'm I'm gonna jump on the let's the the Zoe bashing bandwagon right now (laughs) I, I I agree with Parenta it's to me, the the grey is like the armour on the back of this kaiju. You know what? Now that I'm looking at it, I think it's the yellowy colour. Sure, yeah. Here she is trying to walk back. <laughs> no, I've just, I've zoomed in again because I had initially written down that it was the grey I had a problem with. Now that I'm looking at it, I actually think it's the yellowy colour throughout. I think it's actually an olive green. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a greeny. And I think it's meant to be like the seaweed from the bottom of the, the sea floor oh. and, the mo- and the, you know, barnacles. Oh, okay, that's cool then. That's cool then. I get it. Oh, backtracking. Here we go. How interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'm not fully backtracking. I'm just saying I understand it now. I, like, I, I still just think it's a gross colour. <laughs> you know what, Zoe? I support you in whatever your Lego opinions are but not this one. (laughs) (laughs) Another little addition um, that I loved was that news crew. That was a really good choice from Henry. Just like so silly. I love that all the other minifigs are like screaming and have these terrified looks on their faces and then the news crew is like super happy and excited (laughs) to be there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think the final point that I'd like to make on this one is I got a message from Gus, winner of season three, Mm -hmm. last night. He said it best and that was, 
geez, that car just really doing things for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's yes, pretty yes. Accurate. it's doing a lot of things for a lot of Lego nerds out there and yeah. we're all here for it. I think as much as I loved all of the builds, I think Henry and Joss's was just like on another level. I think they were more than deserving of the win. Uh, one other last final point. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I think it's probably the thing that like most impresses me about this is it's something that's completely made up. Like it's not, Yeah. it's, it's something straight out of their brains that they've gone, let's make it, I've never seen, a I've seen kaijus before, but I've never seen a kaiju built like that at that scale in that amount of time next to a giant mecha crab. Like I've never seen those things built out of Lego or in any other sort yeah. of, you know, space. I could be wrong. I could be corrected um, and I'm okay with that. But for them to come up with an idea that's just completely original, I think that sort of probably I'm suspecting they probably got Brickman's vote. Yeah, I support that rumour. I'm here to confirm it as fact, actually. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Brickman on the phone. Yeah, yeah, he was texting me before. He said that Kaiju's really doing things for me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Gus. It was Ryan McCoy. <laughs> yeah, it was actually Ryan himself. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. And look, I know I've been saying that we're going to post an episode for every episode of the TV show, and now we're out of TV show episodes. So what does that mean for the podcast? Well, don't you worry, sports fans, because there is a unconfirmed rumor that maybe we'll have one more episode coming out in the next two to ten days <laughs> and where we may or may not chat to uh, some winners of Lego Master Season 4 but you know unconfirmed because we haven't booked it in unconfirmed, unconfirmed unconfirmed I liked how you gave us nearly two weeks just in case we're unorganized but I can confirm it <laughs> Mark has confirmed I it, can confirm we are it. sweet we are good to go <laughs> and I definitely stay tuned check back through old episodes of the podcast if there's any interviews you've missed because there's some good stuff in there and keep subscribed for the new stuff that's going to be coming because there's going to be good times and we're going to talk about kaiju make sure you're following us on Instagram at legomasters underscore deconstructed and on Twitter at LMD the pod uh, you can actually message us there now, both platforms. Um, I have remembered that I have to check the DMs because they often go to a different folder and I won't get notified. <laughs> so I'm sorry if you waited three weeks for a response from me and Parente accidentally had DMs turned off, which we fixed. So you can send us questions for some people we might or might not interview. Have we conf- Can I say it? Have we confirmed? Some and un, I'm saying unconfirmed just in case we're not organized. But send us your questions. <laughs> send us your questions for an interview that might happen. And uh, Zoe, shout outs to Travis, who is a senior lecturer at uh, Charles Sturt University. Cool man. Um, who messaged us on Twitter? Thanks, Travis. He said that he said that Parente is the coolest one. That's weird. He never said that. Ah, rats, you caught me. Oh my gosh, wait, I have a shout out too. I've just seen uh, Carol messaged us all the way from New York. Hello. Hi, Carol. Um, Saying that she has been listening to the pod and she loves it. Well, Carol, we love you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.